Unite as the body. Fivefold, be prepared. Part 4 by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. When Jesus sat for hours outside the temple or the outskirts of the city, teaching all that chose to hear, bringing salvation and new birth, he was walking in the anointing of the evangelist. Philip saw a eunuch reading Isaiah and noticed the man did not understand what he was reading. He stopped what he was doing, explained the word to the man, resulted in baptism and salvation. Philip was an evangelist, or should I say, he was a vessel that the Spirit of Jesus, the evangelist, was working through. Acts chapter 21 verse 8 On the next day we, who were Paul's companions, departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip, the evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Today man holds big crusades, notching his belt with thousands who come forward in answer to an emotional appeal from the evangelist. No fresh manna is taught to make sure it is the end-time message, the word that is drawing them. In fact, many times they are not drawn by the Holy Spirit at all. The use of newspapers, rock bands, and well-thought-out tracks, along with high-publicity magazines, etc., replaces the wooing of the Spirit. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Who is he? He is the word of God, the message from God for now. It's understood that the Spirit can use anything he wishes to draw people, but he would not use advertisement or music that is of the world, I promise you. A bad tree, we know, cannot produce good fruit just large numbers of people that will repeat a formulated prayer after the leading of the so-called evangelist and mistakenly think they are forever saved. I'm not saying that we shouldn't preach to the multitudes. What I am saying, though, is that the true evangelist will preach revelation knowledge and depend on the spirit of the word and his anointing to reach the people. Again, the Word is Christ Himself. He is truth, and the people that are really looking for more of God will respond to Him. For instance, Jesus preached in the synagogues and was so well received that literally multitudes followed Him. Some were just curious and didn't stay, but still, He did not preach an old, moldy, or lukewarm message surrounded with a lot of advertisement and hype just to have followers. The message was new, exciting, taking them from Judaism to Christianity. If they responded by being baptized after hearing his message, that was wonderful. But they did so understanding there is so much more to learn. With full comprehension, they must change and that their walk from then on must be in alignment with God. You see, he preached a kingdom message, the Beatitudes, 
teaching how God's people are to walk. He talked about oaths, marriage, adultery, how to love, and on forgiveness. He taught them how to pray, how to stay on the narrow path of righteousness, and how to judge by the fruit of people's lives, if they be true or false servants of God. This was all in one preach. This is how his anointing could keep the attention of the people. He didn't waste his time on a 20-minute message that is so popular in much of today's church. A short message to satisfy a people that aren't really hungry for God was for someone else to teach other than Jesus. We see proof of this in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. It takes the rest of chapter 4, all of chapter 5, 6 and 7, to tell of this one account. He didn't tickle their ears or flatter them either. He taught things that astonished the people with the authority and anointing of God that was on his words. A true evangelist. See the ending in Matthew chapter 7, verses 28 through 29. Matthew chapter 7, verses 28 through 29. And so it was, when Jesus had ended it, these sayings, that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. In John chapter 6, we find another instance of the Lord's teaching. This account should certainly dispel the lie that we shouldn't preach any depth to new ones. If they are his sheep and potential disciples, they will be drawn to the words and the Holy Spirit will explain the meaning if they are truly called by him. Today's sheep need today's food to survive. The church is moving again from Christianity to the eternal church and a new earth. It's a time of change. Read on your own when you have time. John chapter 6 verses 24 through 63. His words were spirit and life. Many left, however. His preach was too hard. Some didn't like what they were told. But those who remained were really God's people. This is so important for the evangelist to remember today if the body is to come together. Those that choose to no longer be a part of religion and are enlightened by the end time message will not be a part of the deceived ones. If they turn from the Lord, however, they may turn from today's evangelist also. It's really hard to understand how anyone could walk away from Jesus. John chapter 6 verse 60 proves that they did though. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? I know my sheep, and my sheep know my voice. Scripture reminds us. John chapter 6 Verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. How sad. These would never move from Judaism to Christianity, experience the Messiah, 
or be a part of the new thing God was doing. So it is today. There is a promise of restoration and victory over the enemy. A promise of sin being erased from the planet with no more sickness or death. A promise of returned order and harmony as in the beginning. This knowledge, this hope, must be spread to God's people. So we see the light message taught today with all the hoopla is not the way Jesus did it, nor is it the way today's evangelists should do it. His teachings were oriented towards starting them on a true walk with God, being a part of His plan, and doing their part in fulfilling it. He taught salvation was not a one-time thing, nor is it any more than the mere beginning. The evangelist today must have this same mentality. The scriptures tell us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. But, at the same time, we must also be under the covering of God's government to be protected from the evil one and taught and trained to accomplish this. The true evangelist, you see, is a part of God's chosen fivefold ministers, so is very much a part of God's government and held responsible by Him to do His part in teaching what has been released pertaining to now. It is false doctrines, like once saved, always saved, that gives today's evangelists the excuse or mindset to operate in such a haphazard, lukewarm manner. Sadly, newly converted people are left standing out in Satan's world with the false security that they're in right standing with God forever. They will never know there is more. Some of the new ones may themselves have been selected by God to be a part of His government, but will never be exposed to the end-time message or trained to fulfill their service properly. Many in the world's churches are today just pew-sitters, idle nobodies, not trained to be warriors in the army of God. The reverse happens only if they are herded into a place where they can be taught and trained according to God's knowledge, covered by God's government. As they preach truth or shine the light of understanding on the words of life pertaining to these last days, the body of Christ will rise. Again, the people must be prepared further than the initial salvation message. Hebrews chapter 6 verses 1 through 2, reveals this. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. This is called by God himself elementary. His people are required to have their lamps full of the oil of truth so they can become the light of God, the church triumphant and eternal. To see regeneration, they are to mature and become the law over their soul man, 
to experience the promised glorification of their physical bodies. Romans chapter 8 verse 23 Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Many have never even heard of being glorified or regenerated. They take death for granted with no hope of immortality for their bodies, thinking it is just for their spirits and souls. Look what Christ the Passover lamb did for mankind that many do not take advantage of because they were never exposed to this truth or sent somewhere to be exposed to it. How also is mankind to know he must become a different species of man than those of the Adamic altered race, if not taught today's truth? Psalm chapter 102 verse 18 speaks of this new species of man. This will be written for the generation to come that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. These facts must be shared with the world. Baptism into Christ and resurrection as a new creature makes one a child of God, but still subject to physical death with no hope of being one that will help to establish the new earth. Those, however, who love truth and are changed by it are slowly metamorphosing into a people after the order of Melchizedek returning to the image of God with no beginning and no end. They become a different kind, a different species than the offspring of Adam. The newborn must, however, be rooted into the family of God to be nourished to maturity. Only through the right manna or spiritual food will they be able to see with the eye of discernment Satan's plan and through the mind of Christ, understand the spiritual knowledge that will take them through the end time. They also need to be filled with the Spirit, taught how to walk with Him, and work in the gifts to be able to discern good from evil. Remember, we are all born into Adam's race and raised on the world's knowledge, inspired by Satan, so their ideas on marriage, education, finances, and religion are all formed by this evil thinking. They need to grow up so they can be fed more solid food, learn how to operate in the body of Christ, and fulfill their calls. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 speaks of this very thing. But solid food, in time message, belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised, eyes of discernment opened, ears to hear, tuned to hear the Spirit's voice, etc., to discern both good and evil. Here is another sad but true statement. If the Holy Spirit is not dwelling in man, another spirit will eventually come to make them his home. Antichrist. People that are not moving forward on the highway of holiness get bored being in the same place 
and in time will become interested in the pleasures found in the world they enjoyed before. Along with the pleasures, however, they will encounter the spirit that governs the world. This spirit hates the new species and is anti-Jesus. It's the spirit of Satan, the lawless one, anti-Christ. They will unknowingly be absorbed into the world's society and become a part of his body. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the fallen away comes first. This means falling away or coming out from the world's churches. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, the body of Satan, Antichrist, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Satan declared in Isaiah chapter 14 verse 14, he would be as God, or that is worshipped. Satan said he would sit in God's holy mountain and rule his people so that he sits as God in the temple of God. Remember, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Showing himself that he is God, he recaptures the newborn. 1 Corinthians explains all this well. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own? So again, if the new ones are not guided by the evangelist to become a part of the body of Christ, which is the temple, the tabernacle, the sanctuary that houses God, they will become a part of the body of Satan and the temple that houses him. Understand, Antichrist will stand against Jesus Christ through the human race. Without God's people being prepared, the Antichrist spirit will take over. God's underfed people, along with the heathen, will end up a part of the temple of Antichrist, thanks, at least in part, to the world's evangelists and the lukewarm salvation packages without true follow-up. Guess what? We are talking about the spiritual condition of a very large part of mankind today. So what I am saying is, the evangelist must preach end-time truth to draw them and then point them to a covering that can properly clean them up, educate them in God's knowledge, and protect them from the enemy that will definitely try to steal their salvation and usefulness to God's plan. Because of this, the God-chosen and prepared evangelist is a very important part of God's government and quite instrumental along with the other offices in preparing and uniting the body of Christ. Right now, the Holy Spirit is holding back the spirit of the lawless one while the body of Christ is being prepared and reaches full stature. But very soon the real battle will be upped another notch. The right eschatological moment will arrive, and it will become very apparent which side we are really on. 
fivefold ministers already in leadership positions that refuse the end time knowledge become generals in Satan's army and end up the black stones that Satan's temple is built from. They, like the sheep they have fooled, are a part of the body of Satan. Beware. Those that have actually heard truth but refuse to change are even more dangerous. They are Esau's, ones that give up their birthright as a new creature, residents of Mount Seir. This is especially true of those who have returned to the world and its churches and are now in leadership positions. Ezekiel chapter 35 verses 2 through 4 Son of man, set your face against Mount Seir and prophesy against it and say to it, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against you. I will stretch out my hand against you and make you most desolate. I shall lay your cities waste and you shall be desolate. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Please, please avoid. A little leaven spoils the lump. You become like the company you keep. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 speaks of this. And then, or at that time, the lawless one will be revealed, Satan's plan exposed, and the body of Satan revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth. Truth will be preached, God's knowledge taught, direction through the prophetic word, and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Through the new species, the children of oil, his illuminated body, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. This is why we cannot believe in people just because they operate in a supernatural power with signs and wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Why do they perish or die? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. These are the counterfeit temple. Did you know that even the altar calls used by the world's churches are not scriptural? That they were not introduced to the church until approximately 150 years ago? So, altar calls, worldly tactics, and emotional gimmicks to draw large crowds are certainly not the invention of the Holy Spirit and were never a part of the ministry of Jesus or the early church. How will we know the true end-time evangelist? There will be no mistaking the power of the Spirit or the anointing if the word is one drawing them through the anointed message of the end-time evangelist. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2-5 through five, speaks to not only the evangelist but all fivefold ministers. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort, with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, 
because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, ones who preach in an easy way with little change. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Here is the advice God gives to all his end-time evangelists. But you, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. In closing, shortly the nations will be coming on the run to God's holy mountain to seek his government, to learn of his law and his knowledge. Because you see, God through the evangelist is the great shepherd calling home his sheep. Jehovah-Rohi lives powerfully, compellingly, effectually through his end-time new species evangelists. In the next blast of the trumpet, the pastor and teacher will be discussed.